This is Suris FM on 105.7 broadcasting in the East Rand. Yes, uh, the time of the morning uh, where we join our very own uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith on his segment. Uh, quick fire Q&A. Uh, Mufti Saab, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Tell me, are you doing this fine, uh, beautiful Jumma morning? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Shafat in our esteemed listeners, mashallah, in this uh, month of uh, Safar, another great month, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has uh, given us, alhamdulillah, may we derive full blessings and barakah from this day, uh, people in sin, abandon durood upon Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also, ji. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, zindagi ek safar, hai suhana. Yeah, Mufti knows all that. Zindagi ek safar, hai suhana. Mufti sahab, I tell you, aapki questions are flying in left, right and center. Which one do we take you? So this one, that one or that one? Right, <laughs> let me start with this one here. He says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti and Shaf. Johannesburg suffered another quake this week. Is that a sign of worst to come, Mufti? Shafat, I think you also saw the message. I was shocked also, you know. Uh, I don't know what was it on the on the Richter scale, but nevertheless, sometimes we have to verify nowadays, is it the Zama Zamas working underground and uh, blowing up everything because in search of gold and uh, that will have seismic effect on, uh, on, on the, the land and the ground, you know, or was it in fact a real quake or was it just a tremor? So uh, the experts, uh, they will most likely tell us what it was. But according to uh, what I've read, uh, from the report, it was a seismic activity, so it was an earthquake, and uh, it is becoming quite frequent now, so the people of Johannesburg, uh, they need to be worried about these things, you know. Uh, generally, when an earthquake starts to appear, then it is because of two main reasons. Number one is because Zina is uh, spreading widely. Uh, Zina, uh, wherever you see that uh, Zina is becoming the norm, and uh, people silence uh, regarding that. And the second issue is uh, that uh, riba or interest, usually when uh, that makes its appearance, it becomes widespread and common. People don't speak out against it and everyone engages in it. So uh, that is uh, two of the key issues why there will be an increase in uh, earthquakes. So people need to rectify uh, those two things uh, there. You know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our people there in uh, Johannesburg side, G. I mean, uh, Mufti Saab, is uh, liposuction permissible? There's two types of uh, liposuction, uh, Shafat. One is for medical reasons when a person is really obese, uh, he has problems with his arteries, uh, you know, he has difficulty breathing, etc. And uh, that excess weight uh, causes strain on his organs. So in uh, that case, a person can go for uh, a medical liposuction and uh, there will be no harm on that because it will help him restore his health. And then the other one is for cosmetic uh, uh, reasons when a person just has a belly or, you know, just we call it a canopy, a little bit of belly fat. So that is normal as you age, you pick up a little bit of weight, etc. So that is for cosmetic reasons to enhance yourself. So there you will have casual aura, you will have to expose your aura for a non-medical reason only to adorn yourself. So in that case, it will not be permissible because you're just doing doing it uh, to make yourself uh, look good and to change your appearance also. You could have done that by exercising, uh, by walking like you walk and run every morning, Shafat, uh, down the hills of uh, Isipingo, or you can just uh, jog and uh, do whatever you can to lose, you know, make dietary changes, etc. And in that way, you can also lose uh, that weight. So one is permissible for medical reasons. The other one, it's not permissible for cosmetic reasons, G. 
walk the talk, people, and walk the walk like Mufti walks every mountain. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm serious here. He walks up the mountain every morning. What, Yusuf? I walk 12 kilometers daily, Shifa. 12 kilometers I walk daily. Well, I know that. And uh, yeah, I can even ask your doctor. Let me phone your doctor now and ask them. Anyway, Mufti, brilliant indeed. Uh, the Western Cape has the most cases of the iris or iris uh, COVID variant. Is there any advice, Mufti? Yes, I saw the, the news article. I think it was on Monday already. Uh, that there were nine recorded cases of this iris virus or eerie virus, whatever you want to call it, variant of uh, COVID-19. Shafat. So basically the same advice we gave people during the past is that stay safe. You know, watch the skies, watch the planes moving uh, around and look what they are spraying also. So all of the same uh, things will be repeated now. Again, people will become sick. Uh, people are not even going out. They will get sick also. So uh, it's a repetition uh, and a replay of uh, previous things. And uh, just a new name being added to all of this, you know. So be careful out there, people. That ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for afia. You must ask Allah, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for afia. Afia meaning well being. And ask Allah for protection as well. And uh, you know, that stay, don't alter the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That remain true to your deen, your time that has been recorded for you. Uh, as you, you will make part of from this world and leave this world. That is all in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can take the necessary, permissible, and I'm reiterating, permissible precautions. That is all you can do, G. Yes, uh, Mufti Saba, one of our sister Afia, still languishing in the jails of America, Mufti Saab. Guantanamo Bay Shafat, we should never ever uh, forget the cause, you know, having been uh, imprisoned unjustly and uh, the, the key has been thrown away, you know, Allah alone knows what they're doing to her uh, inside uh, the walls of uh, that prison, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not unjust, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not unfair, Allah has released prisoners before in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshallah, Allah will, he will release her, we should not forget the cause, we should always speak about it and uh, remind the public about the injustices and the oppression and dhulam of uh, the illegitimate uh, American uh, oppressive government, G. Mufti Sahaba, can we invest in the stock markets? People are investing in stock markets nowadays, so there's a few points that you need to consider when investing in the stock market. You know, that number one, the company that you invest in, uh, the nature and uh, of their business should be that of uh, permissible things. The commodities that they sell, etc., that should be permissible. Number two, it should not have any investments in any haram uh, avenues like pornography, like alcohol, and uh, all these other things, you know. Number three, it should be free of interest, uh, usually, etc. Uh, those uh, applications should not apply to the company that you invest in. And if they do uh, have that, then you should object uh, when there's an AGM, because as an investor, you will have a say in uh, the company that you invest in. And if any dividends are paid out and interest has been added to that, then you should subtract the interest amount that you've received, and that should be given uh, to poor Muslims. So be careful that uh, who you invest in, uh, read uh, the fine print, read the script first, ask uh, an independent uh, scholar that has uh, knowledge and expertise with regards to Islamic finance, etc., so that he uh, reads the contract for you before you start investing. Otherwise, you'll be investing in a haram, and uh, that will be completely impermissible. You'll taint your money, and you'll be answerable in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mufti, you can check the answers and the questions all. Uh, your answers are brilliant. Go and read that question there, Mufti. I'm letting you uh, do the reading and the answering. Bismillah. <laughs> I see it says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Ibrahim, Uncle Shafat, and Yusuf. 
The milk was accidentally left out of the fridge open all night. Please advise what should we do if we are allowed to consume it. We are, we are not allowed to eat food left open overnight because diseases come down at night. Is there truth to this? Yes, so diseases come down at night, but that is with regards to utensils. You know, Rasulullah has advised us that when Maghrib, when dust uh, uh, settles in, then uh, one should, uh, of course, read, uh, you know, read your protection to us. And uh, Shaitan also nibbles on uh, food uh, that is left open and uh, your utensils will be uh, affected as well because when uh, uh, plagues, etc. come down, it affects uh, these types of things. So uh, milk left open, if it is not unspoiled, you can uh, drink it, you know. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that because in those days there were no fridges and uh, uh, if you left it open uh, accidentally, then that is because of Nizian, because of forgetfulness, you know, throwing it away will be a waste as well, as long as it's not spoiled, you can still uh, consume it, G. Jazakallah for that, uh, Mufsi. Hey, you read brilliantly, eh? Brilliant reader you are. <laughs> uh, this question says, is Islamic banking really halal, Mufsi? Halal or permissible, Shafat, you should remember that uh, most of these uh, Islamic banks, it is actually uh, uh, a conventional bank that has an Islamic window. So you'll find EPSA, you'll find uh, FNB and all of these. Uh, they still retain the same name. And then they just add an Arabic name to it, meaning Al-Bankul Islami, an Arabic name to that, you know. The actual thing that you need to look at is the products that they offer. If that complies to Sharia, and then there's also a word that they use where they say Sharia compliant. So something is either Sharia or it is not Sharia. It cannot be a compliant to Sharia. That means it has been altered uh, along the way. And there we should be very, very careful. Look at the people who are legalizing uh, all of these products in order uh, to get uh, unwary customers in. Number two, the capital uh, sum that was invested into this Islamic, uh, so-called Islamic uh, banking system. Where did that money come from? It came from the conventional bank. It came from usury interest and a host of other types of money. And in that way, they've opened uh, the Islamic window. Because remember, banks don't have money. Uh, banks only have money once you, the depositor, comes in and you deposit the money there. Other than that, they do not have their own money. They make money from your money. They charge you service fees. They charge you all these other things. And in that way, they make money. So they, they don't have money. So in a, according to my opinion, that most of these uh, conventional banks are offering Islamic uh, finance and Islamic banking system, all of those things are not uh, permissible, Shafat. Uh, you should be careful, you know, that they're using flowery terms, Islamic terms, uh, because the people are not well-versed in uh, Kitab Buyu, in the, uh, you know, the books of business that there's to do with all these issues. So that's why it needs to be reviewed. And our fatwa at this point is uh, that most of them, it is not permissible to do uh, Islamic banking dealing with them, G. Zakalak, for that, uh, Muslim. Can a woman have a premarital contract? Yes, you can have a premarital contract, but be careful what you stipulate in a premarital contract. You know, there are permissible clauses that you can uh, insert. Like, for example, the person that you're getting married to should not take you out of your home country and a few other things you can add to that, you know. But it must be mutually agreed, Shafat. Uh, yes, marriage is almost like a business transaction uh, because uh, you are getting into a union with another person. But then, of course, uh, it, it shouldn't be made in such a way uh, that you live by this uh, strict rule, you know. That you should be flexible also. And it's all about mutual understanding and communication. That makes a successful marriage. Now, if you're going to come with the whole uh, encyclopedia, uh, Britannica-style 
type of uh, contract and uh, who's going to get married to you at the end of the day, reading the marital contract that is so long with all these clauses, etc. What if the husband also stipulates clauses and tells you what he was, then how are you going to get to an agreement, you know? So be easy, inshallah. If it is an Ibadah person, you will know the rights that is afforded to you by Islam. And likewise, you should be the right person that affords the rights uh, to him that Islam is afforded him. So you can stipulate certain clauses in a marriage contract and that you will have to ask your local alim and he will guide you in drawing up that contract, inshallah. What should the musalli do if the imam read salah in a state of ritual impurities? Yes, believe it or not, this happened to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa also. Uh, once upon a time, you know, and uh, when it happened, he uh, made ishari, made a, a gesture with his hand. He told the Sahaba that they remain on your places. He went, he made ghusl, and uh, the Sahaba narrated that when he came back, his hair was still dripping wet. This was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and then they continued salah. So uh, the imam, sometimes the imam forgets, and shaitan makes him forget also. So when the imam forgot in this case, then the imam should make a public announcement that he read salah in a state of janabat, in a state of ritual impurities, and in that way the musallis, they will have to repeat their salah according to the Hanafi madhab, according to the other madhab, that is a different view. But according to the Hanafi madhab, the, all the muqtadis, uh, all the musallis that stood behind the imam, they will have to repeat their salah. Uh, Mufti Saab, do I have to pay zakah on money that I loaned to a family member? Yes, it's very, very good to help and assist and support family members. Wherever we can, we can do that. You know, if we can write off the debts also, and you are by the means to do that, you know, then that is also good for you. So you have to pay zakat on the money, on any loan uh, that or any money that you've borrowed to someone, you will have to pay zakat. There's two ways of doing that. Number one, you annually pay zakat whilst you are waiting for the money to be returned, and that is the easy option. Number two, you wait until you receive the entire amount uh, that you've loaned or borrowed to someone, and then you calculate the number of years that you didn't pay zakat on that money, and uh, then you pay it out in a lump sum. So that is the other option. So a person is cho- has a choice in the matter. Uh, they can decide what is the easiest way for them to deal with the repayment of that. But zakat is definitely a wajib on that money, G. Well, I know you and I, Mufti, we give a lot of money. Yeah, if Allah gives us, <laughs> we give it to a friend. Hey, hey, don't pay it back, man. <laughs> don't pay it back. Yes. I like it. It's Allah's money. I mean, Allah, I don't Allah, even... Allah, Allah replaces it and Allah gives back better. You know, even the Quran tells us, uh, you know, that if we can give respite to people, then uh, that is good also. Then the Quran goes a step further, Shabbat. It says, But if you give that as charity or write it off as charity, then that is even a, a, a better deed for you. So that's why I say where you can write it off uh, because it's a family member. Uh, to, to ask you money already, it's a disgrace for that person, you know, because it's to lower his wings. Mm. Mm. And he has to ask you, he has to, 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 you know, he strips himself from dignity by uh, coming to your door and begging you. And uh, now you still have to remind him that you owe me money. If you need the money, no problem. It's your right. He owes it to you. He needs to pay it back. But remember, the Quran says, give a respite also. And then the, the Quran goes further and says that if you write it off, it is better for you. And Allah knows exactly what is better. Because writing it off in that case, that means you will be credited for that in the Akhirah, inshallah. Well, uh, Mufti, look out of the window. Can you see what? There's the Uber waiting there. They're waiting for Yusuf. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll make this the last question here, Mufti. Uh, the, the, uh, the deadline uh, 
for the new marriage bill was yesterday, Mufti. How will ulama navigate through it if they are not registered marriage officers, Mufti? It will be very, very difficult, Shavad. Yes, the, the deadline was yesterday. We hope that with all the public uh, submissions, you know, and we thank the public wholeheartedly, everyone who made a submission, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you in fighting and hoarding of evil. And there were also other denominations uh, that made submissions to this. So we hope that government takes heed of uh, what constitutes a union in a marriage here in South Africa. Nevertheless, coming back to the question, how will ulama navigate if they are not the registered officers? So many of us are not aligned with government. We don't want to be a registered officer. So we have two choices. We will either uh, face a fine if this bill is passed or we will have to go to jail. Either way, you will have to prepare yourself for this or we will have to take the government to high court and we will have to fight this to the bitter end. In this case, we will have to call upon all our Muslim legal experts in uh, continuing uh, this fight, Shafat, because remember that if an imam performs a nikah, uh, and it, he was not a registered officer. Five years is your name. Five years in jail for making uh, a, a people halal using Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name. This is how uh, Sharia is being subverted and this is how Islam is being attacked, you know. So we will see now that who's the true ulama uh, that will stick to their guns in a, in a hold of this evil and who are those who will succumb uh, to the government's uh, uh, passing of this bill, and we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects South Africa from such a vicious uh, bill that people don't know the arms of it. A man can get married to a woman and three men or two men, etc., and a wife can get married uh, to a husband or four husbands, whatever she feels like. This is what the bill is. Even me and you that are married, Shafat, will have 12 months after this uh, marriage bill is passed to register our marriage also. Otherwise, we will also be in trouble. Every person who's married out there, you will have to face it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, guide and protect us all. Jazakum al khairan. Natalia Mufti Saba, great morning in your company when a quick fire Q&A takes to the podium of uh, Sirius FM Farming Stereo. Mufti, you have a mashallah, beautiful, lovely day ahead and go and give it on your Juma Kutbah. Hey, I know the whole of Scarps crowd comes alive. Uh, Mufti, we'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Yes, I'd like to thank Yusuf Asmal for great engineering. Also, all the listeners are for sending in those powerful questions. You really make it happen. And inshallah, keep it locked on to Sirius FM. Uh, shortly, there'll be the uh, ayats from the Noble Quran, the Fati Duruds, and also uh, the uh, translation of the Juma Kutbah given uh, to us uh, by Mufti A.K. Hussein. Uh, the team and I, Yusuf Asmal, and everyone from the team and I, till we uh, meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.